Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We're in the Fight Club breaking down boxing. Canelo versus Ryder was over the weekend, and it was electric of a fucking card. As always, go down, like, and subscribe to the channel and the video, and comment what you thought of the card or just the fight if you tune in for Canelo only. Let us know what you thought of the Canelo Ryder fight and who he should fight next down below. These are your hosts. I'm Paul. Pick a win of Concha, and I'm joined with. What's up, man? It's your boy Marcus Primetime Penley, man. Hey, man, you already know it's that boy, Kev. Water boy, Savoy, a.k.a. the Street Fighting Enthusiast, a.k.a. the realest motherfucker you've seen in a minute, man. And Canelo versus Ryder. Marcus, man, I meant to send a meme in the chat, but I'd be, I'd be, I'd be fading. Be ready for it. We about to get, we're about to get, we're about to get killed. We're about to get killed for this one. I like the fight. I'm not going to lie to you. It came on at the same time as Gilbert Burns and Bilal Muhammad in the UFC, so I had to kind of have to maneuver things to, to the smaller screen so that that fight could get on purpose. But they were both the same thing, just decisions. Thanks. Ah, uh, man. I'm definitely very disappointed. I think I'm on, I was on here on our last podcast talking about this shit better not go to decision. I was rapping hard as fuck that that shit better not go 12, but... No respect for that. Man, but hey, yeah, one thing, first thing before I even jump in on Canelo, man, shout out Ryder, boy. That boy was a dog. That boy had his nose busted open, had a Canelo come in front, uh, come in front of him. That boy stayed in the fight the whole night. That's a tough fucking motherfucker for real, bro. And uh, but, the knockdown in the fifth round, he was people when he got knocked down in the fifth round, he looked over to his coaches. People thought he was gonna tell, like he was telling his coaches and team, like, oh, like. This motherfucker, like, I might quit. He was really telling them, like, this motherfucker can't punch for shit. I'm going to be here for all 12 tonight. And then got back up. That, that, that boy laid at his corner and said, Coach, man, you better tuck that towel, man. I just ate the fuck out that punch. that fuck the best wrong, he got the know. offer? Nah, I man, thought- that shit was crazy, bro. I was I was really blow, man. That boy Ryder was really take. And he was taking some shots. It wasn't like Canelo wasn't landing or anything. Like, he was landing flush shots, landing flush body shots. But Ryder was eating them shits, bro, just standing right there. And that shit was crazy, bro. Yeah, I also no. took the under, I believe, too. We all took under eight and a half. Oh, yeah. Bro, I, I, I said seven. When I seen him get knocked out, when I seen him get the knockdown, I was like, oh, yeah, it's coming. And I thought I'm thinking like, yo, this is when Canelo's gonna take off. This is when Canelo's gonna hurry. This is when Canelo's really gonna fuck him up. No, no. Me, I, I was telling that the cab before we recorded 288. I was like, a younger Canelo used to smell blood in the water. He had, she had the shark fin. As soon as that, like, he would go in for the kill. This new Canelo, I don't. He doesn't like. He should have swarmed him when he got back up. That motherfucker was yeah, fact- for nine seconds. You should have that. Boy, you should have been on his ass. Facts. That's what I noticed too. I feel like a Canelo a couple of years ago, but it took this boy right out right after that straight right landed. But I don't know. Even when he when the rider got back up, Canelo was kind of doing the same kind of work, like just throwing those like one shot at a time, two shots at a time, not really even using his footwork, not closing the like closing the gap between them. And uh, another thing that Ryder was doing really well that I noticed that he was smothering Canelo's punches. Like, the way uh, Ryder was coming in, he would smother Canelo's punches. And Canelo wasn't really able to, like, 
work around that. Like he wasn't really be, wasn't able to like figure his way out of that. Like him coming forward and smothering his punches, but man, I, I thought Canelo was gonna be able to take him out and like that shit. I, and I, after I got past like the round eight, I was like, oh yeah, this shit going to decision, bro. Man, that shit, I don't know. Hey, no cap though, the walkout. The walkout is what really made me think he was. Yeah, that was like some WWE oh, shit, crazy. man. I mean, Kings. They said he had like 150 mariachi band band men players going at it, going crazy. Walkout, sixty thousand in the stadium. I mean, I mean, walkout insane. King, good. You looking up? You looking like Javante? Who? <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm not gonna lie. This beats love Sosa a little bit. Yeah, yeah. No, that walkout was legendary. Nah, so. <laughs> Sosa was for the culture, though. That's a little different. But Canelo is definitely the face of boxing. I was like, theatrically, it beats him. But the culture knows, like, we want him to see that. I mean, that's a whole different culture. That was a, that was a whole other culture. Right, especially, like, our age group, man. What the fuck? We going to put love Sosa over anything. Facts. No, nah, but I walk out, like you said, I thought when I saw the walkout, and the moment I saw them in the ring, I, I sent the text, these motherfuckers fighting in a bathtub. I didn't realize Canelo had the smallest ring possible. I was just, I just got into the noticing ring sizes and shit. Like, okay, this is a small ass ring with a foot for the fighter that doesn't use any footwork, doesn't use angles, is gonna be in front of you all day, and you couldn't take him out. You couldn't finish him. You couldn't get the KO. That that was just my biggest like. I know what I said about oh, if you don't finish him within six rounds, what I'm gonna say, and I, I'm still gonna say it, but like I, this is the time to turn the chapter. It is time to turn the chapter with Canelo because, it, like, young Canelo would have got him up out of there, especially when he hurt him. He, the, he's just not as aggressive anymore. He's he's just throwing these one or two punches, three punches. And yeah. even in the second half of the fight, I felt like Ryder was winning a lot, not a lot of the rounds, but there was rounds I was giving Ryder because I was like, okay, Ryder's hand was something. You know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? In the press conference after the fight, I was looking at Canelo, bro. I was like, Fuck, bro! You go look at his face. Canelo's fucked up, bro. Like his on... face is Canelo's. Yeah, he. You seen all the welts and lumps and redness on his face? I was like, damn, he actually got hit way more than like what it like what you were thinking watching the fight. And I'm like, wow. I, one of the judges be a tougher fight for Canelo. One of the judges gave Canelo every round, and they're like, of course, they're saying that that like, of course, Canelo won unanimously. Don't get me wrong. But to, to give Canelo every round that fight, I thought was kind of crazy. Because there was definitely some rounds, especially in the later half round. Round 11 and 12, I would say definitely goes to Ryder. The last two rounds, Ryder was way more active. Canelo was kind of okay with this. I felt like okay with coasting to the victory at that point. He Like, it didn't matter. He wasn't, get, he wasn't looking for the finish. And jumping back to the fucking fifth round knockout, he would have swarmed him. And like a young Canelo would have swarmed him and it, it put David Benavidez into his shoes, David Morrell into the shoes. They would have been on his ass in that fifth round. That fight wouldn't have made it past round eight if they got that knockdown in the fifth round. Like they, they, I so, uh, especially in a small ring that it, once I saw how small that ring was, Marcus said, Oh, book the KO, book it. Like it's time, don't even think about it. This is a small ass ring, they're gonna be in front of each other. I I love Canelo. I still think he's top. He's still a top tier boxer, but he's not the best boxer at one sixty eight. And I'm not afraid to say it. He's not. I honestly, I'm. That's like my guy, man. I, that's my man's Canelo. But it sucks to say he's definitely not pound for pound in the world anymore. But 
He not saying that he still can't get to that. I mean, I'm still not gonna write him off completely, but definitely he's definitely taking a couple of steps back from his last from all I mean, going back to the B ball fight, to the triple G fight, and now this. Like he's not putting his punches together. He's relying on one to two power punches at a time. He's not closing gaps well. It's like I don't know, man. He just don't got that killer, killer instinct in him. Where like kind of what we've seen against Billy Joe, like we haven't really seen that. Where he, like he's coming forward and really trying to get that pressing that knockout and shit. Like I don't know, bro. Definitely was, taking some steps back. John Ryder blocked the right hand that still stumbled him, and at, like at that point, I felt like Canelo like just unload, start laying your punches, go because you're hurting like Canelo, even if they're blocked. It's not like Canelo's losing power or his punches don't – like, his punches are deadly and they still got all the pop to, in the world. But the problem is the dude isn't putting his punches together. Or like, he, or, like, even the knockdown, like, the one-two. Now, imagine if he did a one-two-three-four. Like, what if he just came down the bed, like, what, two-one-two-one-two, like, just – like, coming – putting more pressure. I don't know. I feel like he could have really got Ryder out of there. Real but, Mexican style. Just bite down on your fucking mouthpiece and let the hands go. Or you go look. Or, yeah, let your hands go like you, what you was doing with uh Triple G in the first two fights where you was just sitting there standing in the pocket and let, letting loose and share. Another thing I noticed, where the fuck was this dude's defense, bro? What, what happened to all those highlight clips of Canelo weaving, ducking, bobbing, weaving, doing the Mayweather shit? What the fuck happened to that? Oh, yeah, look just, at the look. We even sit and look and shaking his head like, no, no, no. Yeah, right, bro. We did not. All he was doing was this. Was doing was was doing this. And then uh, I understand Ryder was, like, smothering you and getting in, in, in the inside. But, bro, like, Ryder was, should have not have touched Canelo as much as he did. There was no defense. There was no footwork. Nothing, bro. Like, that shit was kind of annoying to watch. Like, he still dominated the fight. And like, still got the clear dub, but man, there's so much like what I was looking for in Canelo, former pound for pound. I can't put him at number one or even number two. I'll put Inouye over him. I'll put Usyk. I like Usyk, and I'd even be tempted to even squeeze like Bud or uh, Spence above him, bro. I in, in all seriousness, for real. Yeah, that makes sense because Spence does go before Bud. Nah, all right. Now you fucked up. Now Spence is getting bumped down to twelve. <laughs> I don't think he even made practice, bro. Right? <laughs> but all serious, uh, I will give respect to little a little respect to Canelo on the fact that his post fight presser. He first off, he said he wants beef ball, same turn, same everything, which I don't respect. But the one part I did respect was he did bring up Benavides' name, and. He actually does it. It seems like he acknowledged it. Maybe we do get that fight. I'm hoping we get that fight. But he acknowledged it. But he did also seem like he's set on the B-ball rematch. He says it's going to be for the same terms in the same weight class, 175. I don't like that because B-ball gave you the opportunity. You lost. Now I feel like B-ball should have the right to be like, okay, I'm going to come to 168, fight for your belts. Since you are the loser in the last fight, I get to, now I get to fight for a belt. But Canelo's like, nah, I'm not putting my belts on the line. I'll, I'm gonna fight you in your weight class. So like, Bivol, like, what the fuck? I mean, yeah, Bivol's gonna get a big payday. Don't get me wrong. But 
But like it's not a win for B ball other than the money side. Like you already beat the guy and you're not getting Canelo it. Doesn't, you're not that boy getting Canelo it. doesn't want to lose his boats. He's not at did, all. Did, did, did B ball express doing that? Yes, yeah, so he says he wants to go to 168 for his belt. And he said he B-Ball is on set on I'm not fighting you at 175. Like that's what his team and everything's gonna come in, like been saying is like if we're gonna fight, it's gonna be at 168 for your belt. Like, and if not, I'm gonna fight Paterviev for all the belts for undisputed. Because that's why I see why B-Ball wants it. Because if B-Ball goes down to 168 and beats Canelo, which I think in a rematch he beats Canelo, doesn't matter 168 or 175. He beats and goes undisputed at 168 and then comes back to 175. And let's say he beats Paterviev and he goes double undisputed and then like back to back. I think that that would got to be the first ever jit holding eight belts, man. That's what I'm saying. That's, like, that's why I think B ball really and why his team is set. And I think he's earned the right to get the fight at 168. Like, and the crazy part is B ball is still pretty young. He's not even 20, old. like 27 or 20. Like, he is young. Yeah, that's crazy. He got he got a whole. But I I mean I know Canelo is the money maker. Everyone wants the Canelo fight for the bag. But like outside of the bag, what else is Bivol fighting for? If you could do it at his weight class for his belt, like you already beat the guy, and they still didn't put you above him on the pound for pound list, which I think is bullshit. I actually think that's crazy too. But I look at it like, hey man, get your bag, get another win, and then go get undisputed. But if you can get that power play and that chest move, do it. But I wouldn't. I don't think Canelo will budge because he can go just fight a hundred other motherfuckers. Nah, Canelo won't budge. I I don't think because like he but could the lose ball, again. To the, that's the big what if. What if both sides don't budge, right? And Canelo's stuck at one because I he damn sure don't want to fight for Turbiev at one seventy five. He that's not the that is not the route you want to go, Canelo. But you want to fight. Who at one sixty eight? If you stay at one sixty eight, I said you won't. But if you do stay, like you ha- at that point, you have to fight Benavidez tomorrow. And honestly, like- I ain't gonna lie, bro. After watching that fight over the weekend, I don't even want to see the B ball rematch. I want to yeah. see it less. I want to see him fight Benavidez because if he waits any longer on that Benavidez, man, that shit can get real ugly, bro. Yeah, Benavidez is just getting more into his prime, like prime age at least. He's only like in his what, his twenties. Yeah, Benavidez. I'm pretty sure it's like he's in his twenties. Yeah, yeah. So like, if Canelo waits, let's say he fights uh Bivol in September, boom. Now you got to wait until what next year, 2024, to buy uh to fight a Benavidez after you your last two three fights. You looking like you slowing down a little bit? I don't think that's good. Or unless he's just never going to fight Benavidez. But I wait, I think he got the plan to fight Benavidez. But I need to see that bit sooner, bro. Fuck that. I need to see that sooner then. And does Benavidez stay fight. around and wait? Because maybe he gets that, to give him a round Exactly. Fight. That's another thing. He's going to move up to 175 also. And especially depending, like, I, I would want to see a Bivol Benavidez fight undisputed. That would be mm-hmm. tough. Or Baturvia. Yeah, I don't know, know. That Baturvia B-ball fight is 50-50. That shit, man. It's just, there's so many, like, questions on the table with this Canelo shit now because of that fight. I was hoping we wouldn't have no questions. We would come in this big gassing up, my boy. White boy Summer might be coming to an end. It might be, bro. I'm back outside. Yeah, Jordan has so many white boy Summers, bro. 
You know, it's funny. All weekend, I kept seeing, like, uh, boxing pages post all the, like, UK fighters, Canelo's fought, and I'm like, damn, that shit really is white boy summer. It's a long list. They say he hasn't fought anyone of color in, like, six years. Since Mayweather. Or, no, since Laura, probably. Yeah. Oh, actually, maybe Kirk, Kirkland, too. I don't know. I, got, I don't even know. Hey, I, I don't want to hate on Canelo, but, like, I said you had to finish this in six rounds. You didn't finish it in six rounds. My bet didn't hit. None of my bets hit because all my bets was a KO for Canelo under under eight and a half within six rounds KO. He didn't cash any of them. I said all the under bets died. And I you can give all the respect to John Ryder, but at the end of the day, you are held to a certain standard when you are to face a boxer. And when you can't yeah. deliver anymore – I, I, I'll be the one to say it. I'll be the one to call you out on it. He's not delivering no more, bro. Like it, it's kind of like um, getting next day delivery on Amazon, but that shit comes two days later. That shit ain't right no more, bro. It's not the same thing. <laughs> out of all the fights, I'm gonna take. A, would you rather some out of the Canelo's next fight? We I asked this to Kev, not the Canelo, but I asked him this question in the UFC recap when we got to the end. Who do you want to see Canelo's next fight? His next fight? If you were the matchmaker and it's like no belts, no nothing, just who who's the next fight? Oh, and then my belts are to be taken into account. But this next fight. I mean, I kind of just already spilled my beans, but I'm going Benavidez, man. I think that needs to come sooner than any. I know he probably want, I know he wants to get his revenge with Bivol, which I understand. But Benavidez is like that is like the biggest fight he could do right now. And if he waits any longer as he gets older, it ain't gonna be the same, or it won't be uh, the same hype, or. We just won't see what we want to see. And, like, I don't know. I feel like it should be Benavidez. And then after that, say he looks good or he, if he gets the win against Benavidez, then go focus on back on 175 and B-ball and, and go from there. Kev, if, you, if you're Canelo's matchmaker, who, who's his next fight? And I yeah. – <laughs> but – um. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, a lot of roads don't look the best, but, like, he has to take one. So I'm just saying, like, that Bivol rematch, I like it. Do that. Go to 168. Doug Benavidez a little bit more. And then figure something out. Because, yeah, it's not looking too good for him. You don't want to go fight Bivol again, lose to Bivol, come to your weight, come back to your weight class, and then get, and then get beat by somebody get beat by one of the killers and now you lost all your belts and you're on a two fight losing streak in boxing. We're gonna start thinking he Anthony Joshua. I know but at the, end of, <laughs> at the end of the day I'm still rocking with my dog Cardello or anything though. That's big Cardello still generational fighter, but I've at the performance I just watched with Ryder, I couldn't sit here with a straight face and say, yeah, the rematch with beatball is gonna be any different now. If anything, I think it's gonna look even. Yeah. I, if he goes up to one seventy five and he loses again, and this would help my my point of his last fight at one sixty eight. If he goes up to one seventy five and loses again, and at this point, 
because by the time his next fight will roll around will be May of next year. But let's say in September he loses the B-ball. Would you be shocked to see if he retires? Because if he retires and lost the B-ball, and because afterwards, like Marcus said, you don't want to fight Benavidez a year later where you're aged even more, maybe coming off another loss, and then you lose all your belt at 160. I could see him losing and then like just being like, all right, like I, I'm not – how Jorge Masvidal retired. I always – when I come to fight, I fight at 100%, and I haven't been 100% in the last year or two. So I'm calling it. Like it's been a great career, da-da-da-da. Because I just can't see him taking a loss to Bivol, then going back to 168, and then taking another loss. Because then you're really just gonna retire on like going. You're gonna look. You're looking pretty bad on your way out. Yeah. Facts. I mean, it's gonna get real sticky if like he goes and loses again to Bivol. Because I mean, like you said, like what does it look like him going back down to 168 and then fighting another monster in Benavidez, which he could easily lose that fight. So I mean, Morel. Morel's like 20 fucking five. And still, given Morales nah, he, he, to get better. Like, I don't know, bro. I I hope he don't lose that fucking fight against Bivol because I ain't ready to see my man's retire yet. But I thought – I didn't think he was that old, but at least by age. Like, 32 is old, but it's not like – ain't that crazy. But he, he has also fought 60-something fights. So, I mean, I guess that shit could be catching up with, bro. That's the one thing I learned with MMA yeah. stuff is like age is part of the the prime. It's like you you look at the age and you can be so confused on what the prime is because Max Holloway's still in his like he just turned like thirty one or thirty two and you be like oh yeah he's about to enter his prime. It's like nah, motherfucker's been in the fighting game since his twenties and like you you age Sorry. differently and you're in the fighting game. You don't the, that eight that number don't <laughs> like Baturbia if it's like almost. Like thirty seven, and he's in his prime right now, just because he doesn't have a lot, of, a lot of bouts and a lot of wars and a lot of shit. Nah, uh, yeah, or, or even a Lomachenko. Yeah, like Lomachenko fighting ages pro you a lot like quicker. Yeah, fighting ages you a lot quicker than what other sports will. Like other sports, you be like, okay, from the age twenty four to twenty nine, that's their prime. And it's like, no, in fighting, it depends on did you start at eighteen or did you start at twenty six. Yeah, especially MMA is really different because I feel like a lot of guys don't even get their names out there until they're, like, in their 30s almost. Now it's starting to be a little bit different where there's a lot more younger guys, but I feel like before it was a lot more older. Yeah, so that's why my, my thought is he might go up to 175, lose, and then there's nothing in 168 for him. Like, you can retire undisputed at 168, and you, had, you could retire only three losses on your career, one to Mayweather – and two to Bivol, who is still so young, could go on to accomplish a lot of great things. Like he might go undisputed at one seventy five, and if he moves up to the um, cruiserweight, who the fuck is stopping him there? Or he's small enough, he could cut weight after he retires and go down to one sixty eight. Like so, Bivol, like that's one of those losses on your resume that might age really good in the next ten years if you leave it at those losses. But. Yeah, I hope he doesn't do that. I feel like he has a warrior spirit still, and he'll figure it out. Maybe slow down on the fights. Maybe start fighting once a year. Fight lesser opponents. But I don't think he'll ever retire. The only one thing, thing I was retiring is if Charlo fight actually happens. Because mm-hmm. I think he can beat. One thing I, I think if he does fight when he does fight Bivol, I do think we'll see a better Canelo than we did over this past weekend. But 
I mean, at least I hope. I'm just I, I hope this weekend isn't really what Canelo really is, or the left of Canelo. No, that's facts. All right. Well, shit. There's not much else to talk about with this card. I mean, the the undercard was pretty underwhelming. The main event. I mean, it was a good main event. If I was, like, if if it wasn't the name Canelo next to it, I would be like it was a good main event. But it's just you are the face of boxing. I'm gonna hold you to a different standard. Like you should have got the. It was in your hometown. People were showing the last like five great fighters that got a hometown fight, and all five of them got like a KO within the six right. like early. So it was like. That's the only reason why I'm coming so hard. You, you're that great. I'm gonna come at you a little harder. Oh, uh, I almost left without saying this. Edgar Belonga better not be his next fucking opponent. Eddie Hearn keeps tossing that shit into the fucking mix. Like, oh, maybe Berlanga's his next opponent. The only way that happens is if they know Canelo's toast and they just need him to look really good one last time. But Edgar Belonga should not fucking be in the mix for an undisputed title shot. Fuck no. That boy needs to build his resume back up. <laughs> Motherfucker, you can't go from biting off ears to an undisputed title shot. I'm telling you that Paul's in his Stephen A. Smith Skip Bayless comes out heavy when Canelo. That boy Berlanga was in wars with like some fucking regular old bums. Like, Forbes. The fuck he was not Forbes. Steve Rolls. And I still think Steve Rolls beat him in that fight. Yeah, and low-key, the, the fight I was at in Orlando where his first-round knockout streak broke, but he eventually got the knockout, but it was later in the fight. Dude was in a fucking full-out war in that fight, too. So it's like, these were like some regular-ass dudes, bro. Like, yeah. not even ranked and shit. So I don't even want to see that boy in some. Yeah, Eddie Hearn started. likes to keep mixing his name. Like, oh, let's not forget about Edgar Belonger. No, fucking forget about him. It's because Edgar Berlanga got so much damn fans, but that's because Puerto Ricans ride for anyone. <laughs> no, the Puerto Rican, because I would got into a little argument about the next fight for Canelo, and someone tried to say the Berlanga fight would be next because it's going to sell more. I was like, bro, no, what the fuck? It would have sold more if that boy Berlanga didn't fuck up and he kept staying on pace where he was originally at. Ugh. But, uh, but we got to get out of here. Is- we love talking Canelo. We love Canelo fight weeks. I mean, he is still the face of boxing. It was a hell of a walkout. Uh, shout out John Ryder. I thought you were going to get smoked. I mean, everyone thought you were going to get smoked. I think Canelo to get a KO, not just win. Canelo was like minus 1,500 money line. But to get the KO was minus 300. Like, it was he, It was a big favorite for him to get this knockout. It didn't happen. We saw a 12-round decision. John Ryder got some balls on him. All right, I'll say he got the nut sack. That bitch is hanging low this uh this week. Facts. Any any last comments yeah. before we head out, guys? Go Canelo, man. Viva Mexico. Yeah, man. It's still big Canelo, man. I still got faith in my boy. I got to turn it around, man. Get back in the camp. Yeah, He's still the second best Mexican boxer in the game right now. <laughs> Still top two. Nothing to be ashamed of. It ain't nothing to be ashamed of. And then when Benavidez knocks his ass out for the undisputed title, I want Triple G and Benavidez's corner. <laughs> Boy, Triple G. 
while I'm in the corner. But that's enough for boxing. We got to get out of here. We broke down Canelo Ryder card for y'all boys. Hopefully y'all stay tuned for everything coming up. Not this week, but next week we got Haney versus Loma. This week we got Roley versus uh, Ismael. Roley may become a world title champion. Everything's looking like it. We might see Roley actually holding a 140 belt that doesn't have the word regular next to it. <sighs> Tank. But as always, this has been the Totally Blitz Podcast. This is Paul Pickle Winham Concha, Marcus Primetime Henley, and our special guest. If y'all see him all the time on the UFC episodes and the NFL episodes, Kev Waterboy Street Fight Enthusiast Savoy. If y'all didn't know, well now y'all know motherfuckers.